Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Speaking to Empower, and I'm here to bring you a podcast from, what is it, the Marketing Motivations, that's what it is. I get tripped up on that once in a while, you know, I just, I just forget, maybe I'm changing the, the name too much. You know, I don't want to get too far off course. Um, we have a good show in store for you today. Um, I would ask that while you listen to this podcast, that you sit or stand or jog or run. Any one of those is is fine. I don't want anybody falling to be listening to this specifically out of an airplane. It just doesn't, it doesn't resonate as much. So I just wanted to give you a heads up before you jump into things. Okay. Let's see. We need to defeat the fear of trying. Do you get that? We need the, to defeat the fear of trying. Too scared to try. We need to get rid of that. And the way you get rid of that, you can eat cereal, uh, preferably a non-sugar-coated cereal, but it doesn't work as easy as it does um, mind exercises in the sense that replacing the fear with a pleasure. So um, the fear of jumping off a 15-foot bridge uh, gets replaced with the exhilaration of the splash into the water. And you replace it by um, positive images in your mind. And that creates uh, an exhilarating emotion and that is a step in the process. We're not going to get into all of it, but um, it's just a note that most people don't realize the reason they don't do things is because it's the fear of, of trying, not even the thing itself. Many of us are prisoners of our own habits. So in other words, our, our paradigms, which is our, our mental habits, if you will, are controlled uh, by most of our behavior. And we find that, unbeknownst to us, we're prisoners in our own mind. And anytime we want, we can escape. And as a matter of fact, escaping is encouraged but we still seem to be locked in there. That's why we need to take the negative paradigms, because we have good paradigms as well, good mental habits, unconscious mental habits, uh, and replace it with, with positive paradigms, behaviors that will override the negative paradigm. You know, and I... I hope that you can kind of understand that. 
If not, Bob Proctor, who just recently passed away in February, he will certainly be able to tell you, not from the other side of the grave, but from all of his scripts and talks and seminars, uh, even his YouTube channel. It's fantastic. But, you know, don't be too alarmed if you run into Bob Proctor from the other side. He's that potent. He's that powerful. You know, not powerful than the holy almighty, but you know, he's pretty, pretty up there. The greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing. Yeah? More so than risking it all and losing it. Because you you went in and and fought the fight and perhaps could learn a lesson from what you did. Unless it was just a gross negligence of losing it all. But like, you know, gambling or something. Earl Nightingale, the late great, our rewards are always in direct proportion to our service. We will receive not what we wish for, but that which we justly earn. That's great, and it's a very deep quote, uh, and, and I want everybody to realize that our rewards in life, whatever it may be, monetarily, love, uh, relationships, um, physical health, mental health, they're in direct proportion to what we provide, to what we give. You know, the reason the Dead Sea is dead is because it doesn't give, it only takes. You know, the Jordan River feeds right into it. Whereas the Jordan River also feeds into the Sea of Galilee, but it receives and gives. So take that as a note. The one little thing you could take away from this episode is the more we give of ourselves, the more we will receive in return. It may not come right away, may take like 50, 60 years, but we'll we'll get it, Um, being facetious. But my point being is, you know, the goodness that I do today for a stranger, for my family, for my wife, uh, as long as I don't flip out and ruin it, uh, that'll be repaid at some later point down the road. And the, the nicer that you become the nicer that you are in general. You know, you can truly change your personality. Be conscious of when you're not smiling and smile. I kind of have a headache. I don't like headaches. I don't know many people that do. Uh, But anyhow, it's just a little little, little headache. You know, most people wouldn't even notice it if they had it. But I'm kind of a pansy, kind of a baby. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. We'll figure things out. Okay. Three things to do immediately. That means you folks that are listening. Three things to do immediately. Do what you can right now. Don't get overwhelmed by everything that you need to do or have to do. Look at it as you get to do it. Not many people are as lucky as you in that respect. Yeah, and if it's cleaning up dog poop, you get to do it. I get to clean up the dog poop because I love the dog. And if you don't like the dog, then hey, clean it up and you're going to be rewarded down the road. So do what you can right now. The second thing is be compassionate. You know, right now I'm being somewhat cynical and uh, sarcastic, but that's part of my personality. You know what I mean? I'm a funny, fun-loving guy, funny-looking maybe. Um, But be compassionate towards others, you know, and I think you see that with the issue with Russia and Ukraine, all the outpouring uh, support and supplies and donations for the Ukraine, the Ukrainians. Is that what it is? Are they the Ukrainians? But I don't know. But that's part of compassionate. Um, And, you know, helping someone tie their shoe, no matter what their age, that's being compassionate. And for myself, washing the dishes, you know, that would be very compassionate toward my wife. Just saying. Um, The third thing, seek understanding. Don't make a knee-jerk reaction. Respond with information. So in other words, once you have the information and the knowledge, the perspective of all sides, then you can kind of respond. But seek to understand. Very important. And a quick little tidbit here. Beds, B-E-D-S, beds, the ones that we sleep in, most of us sleep in, if you think about it, most of us were conceived in beds. Most of us were born from a bed. We sleep a third of our life generally in a bed. And most of us die in a bed, although there's quite a few that die accidentally, not so much in a bed, but out of a bed. But beds are, um, they got a pretty big role in our world. In Darren Hardy, the power in your words. Remember that, the power in your words. How will you be, how you'll be judged is by the words you use. 
So there was a old man that accused his neighbor for stealing his lawnmower. And the old man had a lot of notoriety, and the neighbor didn't. And the neighbor was arrested, went to trial, and it was learned that he did not steal the lawnmower. It was actually stolen uh, by a gang member 50 miles away when they found the lawnmower being scrapped for parts. So the neighbor really struggled with his um, self-esteem in, in, in walking around the neighborhood. So he decided to sue the old man for defamation of character. And they went to trial, and sure enough, uh, the suit was made, and, and, and it, it, it stood. And the old man was, was charged. And before his sentencing, the judge had said to the old man, I want you to write down everything that you said to the old man. He's like, listen, I didn't do anything. It was just words. He's like, that's my point. I want you to write down all of those words that you said on your way home, rip them up, and throw it into the air. But make sure it's recycled paper because we don't want any environmentalists getting on us at all. So we did as the judge requested, and he tossed it all. And on his return trip to court, the judge said, okay, did you do as I said? And he said, I did. Now he told the old man, I want you to go out and pick out just five of the words that you said, that you littered into the, into the air. He's like, what are you, crazy? I, I, I can't do that. They're, they're scattered. They're, they're, there's, I don't think I'd be able to find one piece of paper. He's like, that's what happens when you say something negatively about someone. It doesn't go away. And it leaves a mark, which you may not realize. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones. Names can hurt just as bad. And the old man uh, really felt bad. And he truly apologized to the neighbor. And the neighbor forgave him and dropped the charges. And maybe a couple months down the road, they started a lifelong friendship. And I thought that was nice. Uh, that happened in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, the old man's name was 
Rico Quansurule, and the neighbor's name was Jose Batara, just in case you were interested in the color commentary. The RLC is at its end, the final thoughts of the nine rules that will change your life. I don't know if any of you remember these that we spoke about, but they are giving thanks, practice silence, love yourself, have fun, engage your body in the battle for joy, make friends, rest, serve, and frame your mind with faith. Those are the nine rules. And Chris Stefanik elaborates on those nine rules in his book, um, Boundless Joy. I don't, I forget what it is. But I'm going to look to get that book because uh, it's very simple and practical. The insight of the day today is don't wait for the conditions to be perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. Just have to begin. So I'm starting my diet again today. And I've kept to it since Ash Wednesday. And then someone will ask me, well, are you doing this diet for the figure on the cross or the figure in the mirror? It's kind of both, but I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of just doing penitential things or penance. You know, it's good to do the three things that make up Lent, prayer, penance, and almsgiving. Penance could be fasting, you know, sacrifice, whatever. But the prayer and almsgiving are just as important. And we've talked about both of those today in this episode. So you folks are getting an unbelievable amount of knowledge. And lastly... When I came out of confession this morning, I went, uh, the priest is doing Tuesday confessions before the 7 a.m. Mass. So when I came out of confession around 6.30 or so, I was praying, and I was doing my Hail Mary that I was asked to pray. And when I put Jesus at the center of my life, all is right. By no means are things perfect, but they are right indeed. Focus on what is right. You know, we focus so many times on what's wrong. I got to take my mother to get her hair done. Then I got to pick her up. Then I got to take Eliza to the chiropractor. Then I got to get GP to, you know... Um, Physical therapy. Generally, I'm doing a lot of those things, but I'm just making, making a point. 
uh, you know, let's not focus on what's driving us crazy. Let's focus on what we love and what we hope to have. You know, that can get us going, the hope, the enduring. So, with that said, folks, I will let you go for now. I will call you all tomorrow, or you can just tune into the podcast, and we'll uh, see what's happening. In the meantime, I wish you well, and Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow. So long.